0: Uh, for sending and Jesus said in John 17 verse 18 as the Father has sent me I am sending you in another version it says in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world I give them a mission in the world God is a missionary God Amen Amen he came down to this earth to reveal to us who he is through Jesus Christ he's a missionary God he made the first move he came to us and this missionary God now sends his church out into the world and our mission is to make disciples and we know verses very well in Matthew 28 18 to 20. And again, Adrian uh, spent some time talking about that verse last week. Verse 18 Jesus told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, the Great Commission is unquestionably one of the greatest commands that Jesus ever gave us. And Jesus' last words are repeated about five times in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and also in Acts. And if you want to go back to, I guess, the very first mention of going into the world, you could, you could look at what God gave Abraham. You will be a blessing to the nations. But Jesus in the New Testament certainly is trying to get our attention, He's saying, I really want you to get this. Hence, he's mentioned it so many times. And you know, the Great Commission can be our greatest adventure. Can you say amen to that? Amen. It really can be our greatest adventure. Jesus clearly understood his mission on this earth. When he was 12 years old, he said, I must be about my father's business. Twenty-one years later, on the cross, he said it is finished. His mission on this earth was finished. He understood what his mission was. And the mission that Jesus had on this earth has now become our mission because we are the body of Christ. We are his hands and his feet. Isn't that right? right? We are his his eyes, his ears, his, his mouthpiece. And the Great Commission is not the Great Suggestion. It is not the Great Suggestion. It is the Great Commission. We cannot ignore it. It's a command. We ignore his commands at our peril. You know, the church should not be seen as having a missions program or a missions component. Instead, God's mission has a church. It's his mission. The church is on mission. God's mission of reconciling mankind to himself. Have you read any good books lately? The Bible, yes. I'm not going to ask you to do a book review. Everyone's read some good books, reading some good books? That's good. How would you like to read a book about yourself? Might be a bit scary, (laughs) depends who wrote it. Well, we're getting to that. What would it say? What would that book about you say? Well, we have a clue. Psalm 139, verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. Did you get that? All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow. That's amazing. This verse tells us, That God has got a book on each one of us. He really has. Mapping out our destiny, our purpose, and all those good plans that He has for us. Who would like to know what God has written about you? Only some of you. Only some of you. Well, that's a bit sad. I would really like to know what God has written about me. I really would you know our job is to discover and fulfil what is in that book because this is what will be judged on your gifts your abilities ordained by God will be the activities that you enjoy doing things that you're good at and where others are positively influenced by what you do and you know whatever is written in that book in heaven is also written on your heart if you want to discover what's written in that book look into your heart your interests your desires your aspirations your longings your passions these are clues as to what is written in that book in heaven are you living the dream that god has for you that god had for you before time began you know being all that god wants us to be will necessitate us being active. This just doesn't drop into our laps. It requires passion, vision, courage, patience, perseverance and persistence. There are no shortcuts to finding out what God has in that book with your name on it. And so to become all that God wants us to become we must see ourselves as he sees us, with no limits. And this requires a paradigm shift in our thinking. What are we thinking? What's in there? Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinks, so is he. I don't know when, whether many of you read uh, Word for Today, word, the Word for Today in Friday was a great illustration of just that point of limiting and what we think it's entitled break out of the box when others saw giants in the promised land and wanted to return to Egypt I've shortened it a bit here Joshua and Caleb saw God's provision there was a time when people thought the earth was flat and that man would never walk on the moon. Some of us have this same mindset. We stop learning because we think we're too old. We don't pursue our dreams in case we fail or get ridiculed. We're so used to self imposed limitations and telling ourselves, I can't do that. We think we can't do anything. In essence, we build a box and we've crawled inside it. God didn't box you in. You did. And you need to take the initiative to break out. And so I think all of us can identify to some degree with that. We do. We, we, we build up these mindsets maybe through our previous experiences, our history. We think, nah, I'll never be able to do that. Nah, this is impossible. Nah, I'm not, I'm not built like that. And so we we put ourselves in a box and we cut off what God has already predestined us for by our limited thinking for me my paradigm shift began when I went to or our family went to did a discipleship training school course with Youth With A Mission some years ago and it developed further through some mission trips overseas to foreign countries. I was out of my comfort zone, often on my own, thinking, God, there are other people better than me who can do this. Why have you put me here? And looking back on those early days, I can see I had real limited thinking. I was trying to work things out through my own experience, my own history, thinking I can do this, no, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. Little did I know that he was going to use Christians in some of those foreign countries to push my boundaries, to teach me things that I'd never heard before and to bring change to my heart. I didn't know that but God put me in that situation and he began to work those things out. I began to discover some of those things that are written in God's book. Gifts and abilities that I didn't know that I had began to be developed. Things I hadn't done before I began to get thrust into. I was constantly being asked to speak started with my testimony. All of us have a testimony, don't we? We can all speak and we can all share our testimony. And that's where it starts. God will build on that. And little by little, he'll give you much more to share. And God was giving me a choice. I could choose to go with what God sensed what I what I sensed God was doing in my life or I could say no this is not for me forget about it but how could I forget God I sensed God was doing something deep within me that I couldn't ignore and I had to act and I felt at times a bit like Jeremiah with fire in your bones you feel you know that God is doing something and you don't want to miss it you don't want to lose it God was putting me in situations i would never been in before and of course that comes with a mixture of excitement and apprehension you know fear is not always a bad thing there's good fear and there's bad fear I think good fear is when we are apprehensive but we cast ourselves onto God and say Lord I don't know where this is all going to lead or what's going to happen but I put myself in your arms bad fear I think is where we get overcome by fear we get, we get locked up and we just don't want to move we just don't want to do anything I said God I haven't done those things before but on your say so I'm willing to have a go and I think that's what God honours if we're willing to have a go at doing something, as we step out, that's where God meets us. And that's where the Great Commission can be our greatest adventure. Who likes adventure? Yep, that's good. There's a few adventurous people here. Well, God's got plenty of adventure for you. He's got any amount, but we have to step out. Those dreams, those passions, those inner feelings that we have, that there's something there, can't quite perhaps put your finger on it. That's God urging you to step out. And these experiences have transformed my thinking. They've helped me prioritise what is important in life. Life has never been more exciting. I can say that honestly. It has never been more exciting. Confidence to try new things, discovered new opportunities. Made rich friendships that will last a lifetime. People who pray for me daily. I'm astounded when people, friends overseas, when we meet up, they say, we pray for you every day. I'm blessed beyond measure. I am. And we all can be. When you have this paradigm shift in thinking, you can't go back. There was a saying at YWAM when we were there, as you experience God working in your life, you'll be ruined for the ordinary. You'll be ruined for the ordinary. We just don't want to go back to the way things were, do we? When we've experienced God working in our lives. You know some of us need to change our dreams we need to change our dreams to dreams that align with what god has for us what has already been written in his book you know we have a choice we can retreat to the wilderness of lost opportunities But deep within our hearts, surely we know that God has called us to better things. To a life that's exciting and fulfilling. Jesus is waiting to meet each one of us in ways that will change us forever. But I think we have to believe that. We, We hear it, we've probably heard it being said over and over so many years, but somewhere along the line we have to come to the point where we believe it and we take hold of it knowing that jesus has things waiting for us that will change us forever the challenge for all of us is to make jesus christ the burning center of our lives he's the one we follow and serve with all our heart soul and strength ralph winter a a, leading writer on mission said this God has given us a clear and simple task to finish to see that Christ is worshipped and followed in every people group on the earth this is the essential missionary task this we must do with utmost focus and passion until it is finished And so we need to tie our heart to God's heart. We need to step in line with his heartbeat and with his rhythm. You know, God is scanning the earth right now. He's looking for those whose hearts beat with his. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Are our hearts still wrapped around lesser things? That's the question I think each one of us need to be confronted with. When will our priorities line up with God's priorities? Could it be that somewhere along the way we have missed what is radical about our faith and replaced it with what is comfortable are we settling for a Christianity that revolves around catering to ourselves when the central message of the Bible is actually about abandoning ourselves you know your part in God's mission will impact the the eternal destiny of other people more important than any job or any other achievement you have in this life the consequences will last forever Paul said some great words in Acts 20 24 but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus the secret of being blessed by God is to participate in his agenda doing the work assigned to us that gets back to the book that God has on us in heaven he's got the work assigned to us in that book that's why it's important for us to discover it and the secret of being blessed we all want to be blessed I think don't we everyone here in this room wants to be blessed the secret of being blessed is to do those works that God has already foreordained. Fulfilling the mission you were made for will require you to abandon your agenda and adjust to God's agenda. And I really like this verse in Psalm 119. Very short, but it packs a punch. Turn me away from wanting any other plan than yours. That verse packs a punch, doesn't it? You can't theorise what does it really mean. I think we know what it means. Turn me away from wanting any other plan than yours. What a challenge. I want to tell you a story. I have shared this story before, but it really um, makes a very good point. Story of a young business tycoon, very sharp dresser, had the iPad, iPhone, sitting on a plane, seated next to an older man, and the older man, well they got talking, the older man said, the, asked the younger man, what do you do for a living? The young man says, oh I'm in, I'm in big business. The older man said, oh so am I. The young man said, I cover the entire US in my business. The older man says, well I cover a fair bit of the world in mine. The younger man said, I'm in partnership with my father, he's a millionaire. The older man said, I'm in partnership with my father too, he's a multi-billionaire. the young man said we have representatives in most states the older man says we have representatives in pretty much every country of the world by this time the younger man couldn't quite work out where this older man was coming from and he said to the older man what kind of business are you in anyway the older man said I'm a Christian missionary what a perspective is absolutely right Christian missions is not just big business it is the biggest business in town the biggest business in the world why is it the biggest business because of the size of the task 7.2 billion people and counting in the world today over one-third of the world's population are regarded as unreached as far as the gospel goes being unreached means they don't have a, a church or a worshipping fellowship in their own ethnic group. Most of these unreached people live in the 1040 window amongst religions that are very, very unsympathetic to the gospel. You've got Islam, you've got Hinduism, you have Buddhism. We must attempt to make disciples of those people. It'll be dangerous and costly. Is that a problem? Is that a problem? Will that stop you? Because it's dangerous and costly. It's the biggest business because it deals with the deepest need of the human race. Jesus Christ is the answer to the world. We know that. A lot of other people don't know that. It's the greatest message that the world will ever hear. You know, the position that we're in now at the beginning of the 21st century is one that cries out for tremendous missionary effort and sacrifice. Why are we so blessed? You know, we are amongst the top well, easily the top 10% in the world, probably the top 7 or 8% in the world for possessions, for money, for wealth. I mean, we, we, we lack nothing, really, as far as comfort uh, and wealth goes. Why has God given us so much? Why are we so blessed? Well, we're blessed to be a blessing to others, to the people across the street, people in our community, but also to the nations of the world. That's why we've got it to be a blessing. And God is recruiting an army who will make Jesus' last command their first priority. Do we want to be in that army? To make his last command our first priority? What is your part? We have to get to some practical outworking, don't we? What is your part? I just want to share a little bit about some opportunities and there are opportunities that are very close to home. In fact, they start right here in our church. Opportunities to be on God's mission locally. We have kids ministry. I'm sure parents know all about kids ministry. We have that every Sunday morning. John O and his team are out there ministering to the children. During the week, he um, he has a program in Kingston Primary School and also an after school program on Fridays. John O and the team would love to talk to anybody who would like to help there is an opportunity for us to be part of God's mission. Prayer. Jesus wanted his house to be called a, prayer of, a house of prayer for all nations. But prayer is really the engine room of growing God's kingdom. And so all of us can be involved in praying to bring God's kingdom to this earth, Jesus says in the gospels will I find faith on the earth when I return will I find people praying when I return praying in faith so there's another opportunity for all of us Peter and Pat Harvey are assisting those in need with food vouchers in our community another opportunity Michael Wood is involved with Prison Fellowship with prisoners over at Risdon Ministry Amongst Prisoners. Talk to him after if you want to explore opportunities there. Andrew and Sally Hawane are representatives for Missionary Aviation Fellowship. They've had a lot of experience in that area their reps in our church here. Talk to them about opportunities where you could be involved there. Overseas, Mercy Aid International, D and I have been going to a number of countries over the years, training pastors and leaders who are planting churches, assisting with microfinance, building wells, building toilets, giving opportunity for education for children. The persecuted church. Christians are the most persecuted, almost the most persecuted people, I think, on the planet at this stage. Persecution's been going on for many, many years, but I think we all know that even here in our Western countries, that persecution is ramping up. Do some research, find out, understand the issues that our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world are going through. There are opportunities to pray and to give practically into those areas. So there are some areas that you can be involved with. Kent and Ruth Hodge whom our church uh, supports their training pastors in Nigeria doing a great work over there. See me after if you want the, uh, the website uh, for their work. But there are many, many more opportunities as well. I mean, I've just mentioned a few here and I want to mention the ones that are particularly coming out of our fellowship because that's important that we all know about it but it's also there opportunities for all of us to be able to get involved in some way or, or talk, just talk about it. Because as we talk, talk about it, um, we find out more about it and we then begin to tap into what God might have for us. And you know, God has a place for each one of us. Isn't that true? He has a place for each one of us to do our part. Could the musicians uh, please come now? Maybe you feel God is prompting you about something you've heard this morning. You know, it's very important that you act on it. Because the enemy, well, we know he's going around like a roaring lion, but he, he's very good at snatching away the seed that God throws out there, the seed that you're hearing this morning if you do nothing with it, the enemy will snatch it away. And so it's important that we act. And for most of us, the, mission, the mission's message doesn't become clear until we act. In fact, this, you could say that about God's word. It doesn't become clear, it doesn't become real until we act. And we need to act. And the master key to finding your place in God's purposes is to act on every prompting of the Holy Spirit. Obeyed opportunities bring about more opportunities. So if you're sitting there this morning and thinking, well, God hasn't said, said anything to me, I, I don't know what, what it is. I think, first of all, we need to pray you need to pray. You need to give those things over to the Lord. You need to think. You need to strategize. You need to research. And as you do those things, you need to talk to other people who you know are involved in some way. And as you do those things, little by little, God will start to show you the next step and the next step and the next step. You know, every one of us today is busy. But not every one of us are purposeful. Not every one of us are busy in the right things. We need to spend our time on the right things. And so let's talk with others about those things as we go out for a drink shortly. Because, you see, we need each other to discover what God has for us. God has put us in, in a church community, in a fellowship He wants us to meet together. Why? Because each of us, we help each other to grow. And it's important that we share our experiences, we talk about it, and through that, we grow. So we're finishing now. If you want prayer after the fellowship, then...